Warning, the following podcast may contain phrases such as... If you are easily offended, or if you, like... Have children. Yeah, children in the room, (laughs) this is definitely one you want to, perhaps... You know, just fast forward about 30 seconds on the track... Three unwise men. Bum, bum, bum. With Frog. Grant. And Ryder. Have you? Oh, nice. yeah. And we're going to get all the nice microphone rattle in there. That's, That's Well, because we're, we're, we're professionals. I think we, we, yeah. we should start talking about today, though. <laughs> well, we should start you know with what? terrible fiction. No, I, go ahead. What do you got, Ryder? I, um... We say we're professionals. I want to take a picture of how we're exactly we're set up in the <laughs> right, living room. Right? right? No, we are. Look. Okay, so... Uh, normally, I bring chairs There's over one. here. Right. It's like his job. He's like the That's, chair. I, I had one job. You had, you had one, one job. <laughs> one job that I had to do today. And so now... Uh, I guess what job he didn't do. Right. Yeah. We don't have uh, chairs. Yeah. And so See, now I'm, I am positioned, reclined upon uh, Cheeseburger Guy's floor. Reclined on a floor. That's That's impressive. You know, my, my 360 pounds of mass have just kind of liquefied and are spilling out around the floor. Mm-hmm. Christ, that sounds... Now I'm going to have to get, like, a steam cleaner. <laughs> sounds really erotic, yeah. actually, didn't it? Uh, yeah. I love that that disturbs him. But not Grant. <laughs> Grant's like, that is... I'm aroused weird. by that, yeah. yeah. Right. Great, so now I have to get even more steam cleaner. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, well, look, at this point, just replace the carpet. Yeah, I might as well. So, yes. Speaking of erotica... Oh. Oh, shit. This actually segues. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of. Ladies and gentlemen, we planned this. We did. <laughs> no, we did no such thing. Okay. So I uh, was looking at bad. I, I, I like to look at, on occasion, things that are self-published on Amazon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we oh, yeah. were coming by. We're like, erotica that is self-published on Amazon. Even better. It, yeah. So I bring to you. <laughs> I am already hard, dude. Yeah, this is. There's a. Uh, yeah, let's let's hear about this. And this is, and I'm going to read it as it is, as it is described. Wait, 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 wait. Like, what what sort of rating are we going for on this? Yeah. Podcast? So like, this is why I'm I'm actually putting this out. Okay. This is this is if you are easily offended or if you like have children. Ch- yeah, children in the room. <laughs> this is definitely one you want to perhaps. You know, just fast forward about 30 seconds on the track. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm just reading the opening. You're just doing a little clip I'm here. just reading the synopsis. And then outside of the synopsis, we you can you you can listen again because it's just bad writing. But the actual synopsis have a few things. Okay. So fast forward 30 seconds. Starting now. Handsome undercover cop, Wally, hits a small town disguised like a drifter, enters a hotel owned by Stella, a good-looking, shapely woman in her mid-40s, and her curvaceous young daughter, Lola, for a meal. That's all one sentence, by the way. <laughs> Judging by the look of his dress, Lola mistakes him for a bum and tries to throw him out of the hotel and is stopped by her mother. While she ponders at her mother's strange attitude, the small town's thugs invade the hotel and try to molest the female Chinese staff and Lola. <laughs> Wally rescues him and later is offered a job as a bouncer which he takes up and settles in his room for the night to start work the next day. But he is visited by Lola late at night 
pretending she is scared. She shares the bed with Wally and ends up having a marvelous sex session, leading first to anal sex, then, of course, sex where it matters. <laughs> wait, 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 sex wait, 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 because I, sex, I think, I think that's the phrase. Yes. <laughs> sex. The where... rest of this, the rest of this is pretty standard, bad erotica plot. <laughs> Which right? is why I led to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could, I, I could picture seventies waka chicka music sure. over, you know, sure. You know, I, I could picture that over most of what you just said, but then it's like, that line is the best line ever written Sex in Amazon. where it matters. Sex where <laughs> it matters. <laughs> where it matters. I dare any man out there, any man or any woman out there to engage in sex and ask, literally, can we have sex where, where it matters? No, 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 no. No, no, that's not the question you ask. You ask, can we have sex where it doesn't matter? <laughs> <laughs> no, honey. Wow. It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, that is just a, like, it's not the implication that this sex matters. It's the implication that there's, yeah. like, anal sex really doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, doesn't. No, nothing. No, there are certain religious traditions that, I mean, there, there is the whole, you know, fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus movement. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so maybe that's. I, there is that whole, uh, there is a group that. There is that whole. That, well, that's no. very true. <laughs> oh, no, there is this entire group that's like, uh, there is. For those of you who came back after 30 seconds, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Wait, are we back after? Okay, so let's, we'll rein it back into something a little bit more, uh. We'll, we'll edit it in post. <laughs> so. We'll fix that in post. Yeah, we're gonna have like, fun. please come back in and like you'll hear a beep and then a mechanized voice like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Die, Dr. Pepper. I now have for you the opening paragraph. Oh, oh, I am, no. I am so excited for this. And if you are like kind of squeamish, I assure you that none of the next forward, forward on from the reading does. It doesn't have anything no, no, reading no, wise. Just by that synopsis, this author is clearly invested in putting together some kind of plot. Yeah, first. this is, and let me bring that plot to you. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's have this. The first, this is the first line. The first thing that Wally saw as he entered the hotel in the small town was the complete lack of male help. That, that's what he saw. He saw a lack of something. <laughs> he observed a vacuum. He observed a vacuum. The hotel was large, spacious, clean looking, semicolon, but waiting on the tables were girls, and they were all Chinese. But it was clean, but there were girls. But there were girls. I love the contrast. <laughs> that's the like, contrast. Dirty, oh my dirty God. girls. Dirty girls. <laughs> The only two men who worked in the place were never or rarely seen in business hours. He's observing this still. He is observing he's this. He's observing. He's, he's walked observing, in. Like, Jesus Christ, their, their work schedule. It must be like posted on the wall. Right on the yeah. wall. He, this is the first thing he there's saw when he entered the just hotel. just takes a turn to the left and there's the schedule. Like, ah, two guys not really here a lot. They're not really here during business hours. Two hours oh, a week. How, yeah. How suspicious. But he also observed that they were a couple of fra- fragile. Fragile. So looking. the guys that aren't here, yes, he observes as being fragile. Yes, looking. he did. Looking Chinese, who were employed as cooks. <laughs> so apparently, on the work schedule on the wall, it says "fragile Chinese dude <laughs> cooking after hours." Well, that's a look. That is a shout out to all of the other help <laughs> to make sure that you don't break the cook. Well, yeah. And <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you the logical question. You know, it's always good to have your cooks there after business hours. They work non-business hour cooks. 
It's brilliant. They're they're rarely seen here. The cooks are rarely here during the hours which I need cooking. Well, done. they're prep. They're prep cooks. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, but what do they do with the stuff that's prepped during business hours? They like don't, we've they prepped don't. it, and we're we're gone for the day because we're too fragile. Dude, have you ever eaten Safeway sushi? That's a valid point. Well, this is a good point. That's, that's I mean, that's point. what's going on here. Dude, oh, I, I mean, their whole story already smells like tuna fish. Okay. So we're <laughs> well, let me move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So if. If Wally was looking around him with interest, so we start with a if. If. The occupants of the hotel were giving him their attention in return. But he wasn't. He wasn't. So, so but, none of that happened. Attention. So we're in a hypothetical. Uh, this is how far we go with the hypothetical here. They saw a tall, wide-shouldered, handsome young man. It showed in his dress, which was clean but old. The face was tanned, young-looking, and handsome. It was a strong face. The blue eyes meeting a man's without flinching. The mouth firm, yet what looking... What mans? Wait, what mans? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There's no man. There is... This is the point. It was... A, his blue eyes were meeting a man without flinching. There was no man here, because we we're during business hours, and the only two men are the Chinese guys right, that are right, cooking right, right, after right, right. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no men. There's no men here right now, but that's why this is all... Pres- if, maybe customers? If there Apparently. were... If there were people, I mean, we this is how it would happen. We yeah. haven't really... Oh. Gone into whether there are any customers here. We're, no, we're getting there. Oh, oh shit! Geez. Yeah, the young man wore the clothing of a drifter, but there was a bulge at his waist, covered by his jacket <laughs> that told a tale to a keen eye. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we're, we're fast forwarding a little bit. It seems. Oh, no, that's the next sentence. No, no, no I mean, but it, it feels like you know maybe they've jumped forward in the plot. Oh yeah, but I think it's supposed to be a gun. Oh well, right. That's but, what or say. it's not. But uh, I don't know because I don't have the keen eye, so I, I don't know the tale. Right. Well, no one's actually <laughs> making these observations. No, because this is if this happened. Right. If this happened. So he moved from the door. So Fortunately, it's not. So no one's Holy like, shit. All of that this. happened and he's not moved from the door yeah, yet? Yeah. So now he's moved from the door. So Jesus. if that had happened, so that a big <laughs> hypothetical. So none of that apparently occurred. If <laughs> Good to know. So now we are. He moved from the door, sitting at an empty table. So the door, apparently, is sitting at an empty table, because this is the way it's just written. <laughs> he moved from the door, comma, sitting at an empty table. So, <laughs> yeah, the comma, the door is sitting at an empty table, and looking up at the pretty Chinese girl waiter who came to him. Girl waiter. Waiter. Girl waiter. Waiter. <laughs> the girl waiter, not the waitress. <sighs> and the door is doing this, by the way. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> She ignored his smile and stared pointedly at his worn-out clothes. Wow. I'm glad that the door is wearing such worn-out clothes that she has to stare pointedly Uh at them and ignore the door's face. Yeah, this is... Oh, and apparently now here we are ready for this. Can I have a meal, ma'am? No question mark. He said, his voice in a pleasant drawl, I now draw your attention to the fact that can I have a meal, man, ma'am, is one line in, in quotations. The next line, he said, his voice in a pleasant drawl, also, also in, in quotations, quotations. <laughs> on, the next, on the next line. I draw your attention to that. <laughs> so apparently so she this, said that in response. Yeah, no, no, this, this Chinese girl waiter. Girl waiter. <laughs> <laughs> Has a has a very quick writ. She does. 
Yeah, she was. She said. Yeah, yeah. He said his voice in a pleasant draw. That was her response. That was her response. That's her like. That's her dialogue tag. Comeback. Yeah, she's quick. She's quick. The girl made no attempt to move. Her eyes went to the two women who stood by the cash counter. So her eyes went, not her, not, not her, her gaze, not her gaze. Her, her eyes, eyes left her head. Her, her eyes took off, just took the They're fuck off, <laughs> and just went to the two women who stood by the cash counter. Now we're in porn. Yeah, this is yeah. Like, like this is now hot. Now we have another character. <sighs> Stella Black. Well, we've, already, we've already got him, her, and her eyes in the door. <laughs> so, like, we're up this character There's a lot six. of anamorphic things going on here. <laughs> Stella Blacker, a medium-sized woman in her mid-40s. What? Me- she's, she's a grande. Right. She's a grande. <laughs> she's a grande. For those of you who are familiar with Starbucks or any other type of cafe. <laughs> she's a grande woman in her 40s. Yeah. Stood at the counter talking with her daughter, Lola, and watched the by-play between the waitress <laughs> the and wa- the byplay, they watch the byplay of "Can I have a meal, ma'am?" Period. Period. <laughs> he said his voice in a pleasant draw. That's the byplay. <clears throat> well, if, look, if that is statement and comeback, that's true. That it's would at be. Least, it's at least two ways of playing. Although I don't know <clears throat> byplay, but well, we by-play. don't know if that's hypothetically yet. No, I think we're out of hypothetical. We're out of Okay, now at this point. But we are, however, jumping POV now. Folks in well, this town... Well, that makes sense because the eyeballs move. <laughs> There's a lot happening here. <laughs> Folks in this small town wondered why Stella ran a hotel. Oh, wow. But did not have any male help. We've gone from just the, the, just the people yeah. in the hotel itself. Just the to town now. Everybody in the town is Suddenly. wondering this. They're all wondering this. And why, why, why is there no men at that hotel? Right. Why? She had no trouble so far. So she far. was a good-looking woman. Her shapely figure was emphasized by a light blue satin dress. That's the response to. There's no men there, but she's got no trouble because that dress. That dress is just, killer. It looks it's good. Just, on her. It's the best defense for a, a medium woman. Yeah, and then they've got a grande, a curvy, a curvy forties-year-old. While Lola Blacker, this Ooh. is her daughter, by the way. Remember that? Uh, oh, good to know. Good to know. Owned girls' clothing. Wow. <laughs> Owned it. Owned it. She owned it. She rarely wore it. A male shirt was tucked into blue jeans that showed off a slim but shapely figure. (laughs) So I've got that really narrow but wide thing going on here. So... Don't they call those hourglasses? They do. Oh, that's what it is. Shit. Boyishly short hair framed a pretty pink face. Whoa. Which never needed cosmetics. So w- what I, what, in my mind right now, I have a very flushed boy man woman <laughs> <laughs> wearing apparently men's clothing. The, she the, she owns of, them. Speaking of byplay, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of byplay, but if you were, but I, you know, as I was wondering there, like, what's she wearing and why? Luckily, the author is providing that in the next paragraph. Okay, good, good. Oh, good. The reason for Lola wearing men's clothing <sighs> most of the time. Folks in the town knew this. Yeah, the, the folks the, in the town. Everybody well, in the I town. I think that's still this our is, perspective. This is our perspective. Yes. This is common knowledge in this town, this right? Is, everyone knows. There's yeah. a Wikipedia article on this yep. for this particular right. town. Why does Lola wear men's clothing? Well, here we go. All right. S- the reason for Lola wearing men's clothing most of the time came from being brought up by her father on a plantation. 
Stout. Wait, what? Yes. Lola Blacker was brought up by her father on a plantation. On a plantation. Not presumably with, with, with her mother. And as a result of being a plantation daughter, she, of course, wore man's clothing because right. that's what one does <laughs> if you grew up in a plantation. Stella and her husband separated soon after Lola was born. Oh my god. The husband keeping Lola. Keeping Lola. <laughs> she just kept her. Where she lived the life of a boy rather than a girl. Ooh. Wait, what? Yeah, she lived the life of a boy rather than a girl. A lot of forced peeing standing up over in that plantation. <laughs> there was a lot of. There was manly things done. G.I. Joes were given to her. Oh, you better play with your Tonka trucks today. Yeah, but tragedy, however, befell this wonderful scene. Oh, shit. Because before Lola's father died, he wrote to Stella, Uh-oh. who sent for Lola to come wait, along. Wait, wait. I love that. Let's Because we yeah. glossed over this a little bit. Oh, did we? Go ahead. He, but- we've glossed uh, every single thing that has happened <laughs> in this particular two paragraphs at most is everything that we've ever covered in this podcast ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because is- now we're getting the info dump. We're getting more than we're getting a dump, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Yo, yeah. We're no, no, no. I, the fact that the death of the father just got buried, yeah, in a prepositional phrase, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, before the father died, like before, like we haven't even talked about the father no. being dead to this no, point. No, it's just. just- like, before the father died. Just like, did. Because, of course, that happened. <laughs> just offhanded, right? Just yeah. so you know. Before I just open so, the fridge. It's something right. that's Bef- typically very important to character development. It just, just kind of happened over just there. Yeah, just it's, whatever. It's, it's assumed. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a stipulated fact. Look, for she's this. here now. Father kept her. Father must be dead. Yeah. He's clearly dead. Why did you not come to that conclusion? I should have. I did because it was at a plantation, and that's clearly what happens. I know this logic. Well, there's more to it. Sherman in, burned him out. <laughs> just it happened we also have apparently now in the next line another group has influenced lola here because before lola's father died he wrote to stella who sent for lola to come along and live with her lola did not wish to but her friends insisted she do did so her, her friends, friends insisted, insisted that she did so? That is correct. I like how when you were reading that no, you no, automatically you that. tried to yeah. correct that that was yeah. I, you did that. Yeah. I, that you should do that. Yeah. This, you did it. Yeah. It's already done. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the future I part did five. So. You got really high. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it worked. And you woke up and you're at your mom's place. You're like, no, I didn't do that. And you did friends the, are there like, yeah, you, yeah, you did. You so. did yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. could I, could I just for curiosity's sake, how many sentences are we into this? We are um, on the first page and a half. Uh, we have also. Um, we are we are coming back to the current thing, uh, but without this detail. Lola joined her mother in the thriving small town hotel. Oh shit! So now it's thriving. Now we know. And now, after six months, well, if you're staffed by nothing but Chinese Chinese girl people, waitress, girl waitress, girl, girl waitress, waiters, yeah, it's gonna be great. After six months, was completely devoted to her mother. So awesome. Ooh. Lola's now devoted to her mother. Okay. Devoted. Yes. So it's only been six months. Six months, yeah. So this happened six months ago. Stella caught the signal from the waitress. So now we're current time. Okay. Good Stella signal. caught the signal from from the waitress, but before she could reply, Lola gave an angry snort. The nerve of that bum. 
the nerve of that bum asking for food <laughs> is the only thing right now we have. The nerve of... Is that patron asking for food in our well, restaurant? Well, you know why? It's because they don't have any food cooked because all the cooks are after hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then we have, she snorted angrily, also in quotations. <laughs> angrily. I'll soon make him leave. Wait, she just says that? Yes. I'll soon make him leave? Yes. No, let him be, <laughs> exclamation point. Stella replied, voice low and urgent. That's all, by the way, in dialogue tags. So, <laughs> so, exclamation point, low and urgent. Yeah. No, let him be. Oh, Stella no. replied, voice low and urgent, all in dialogue. Yeah. <clears throat> He's not a bum or a beggar. He looks like a decent man in poor, in poor clothings. Wait, what? Clothing. Repeat that entire thing. <clears throat> He's not a bummer beggar. He looks like a decent man in poor clothings. <laughs> clothings is in a possessive. In a clothings. possessive. Clothings. <laughs> Ow. I've seen better, answered Lola. We can't. Ellipses. Oh, we just can't. Ellipses writers, I love those. They're so awesome. Stella's hand caught her daughter's arm, holding it. Her voice grew harder as she snapped. Stop it, Lola. I said stop. And, I, yeah. At this point, I'm curious what he's doing. Like, is he just watching this go down? Yeah, he's just yeah. there. He's and just a, there. As an undercover cop, what the fuck is he there to investigate? Like, well, this, clearly there's some shady shit going on. I'm and, thinking it's I, honestly, I think it's uh, possibly a cover for a sweatshop. Yeah, that's what nothing I'm thinking. But, nothing but Chinese girls. We do I'm know this. Cop and I think you might be on something because we have the last paragraph we're given in this free. Little snippet because I'm not paying for this. <laughs> In the early days of their association, Lola tried to rebel against her mother's will, but only once. The Wait, what? Once. <laughs> once. Yes. The memory of the thrashing it brought her reminded her long after the ache had left Lola's butt. So the word so devoted. <laughs> so, if I understand this correctly, they were this scenario assists where this is a grown daughter who has left her father's plantation six months prior, has come here, somehow rebelled in that six months, at which point her mother spanked her repeatedly as a grown woman. And now she's hopelessly devoid, devoted devoted to her. This is called Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm, yeah, yeah that's exactly. In a town where they have no men in this thriving business, which, by the way, there was no one else in this room. Right. Wait, what? But it's a thriving there's, Well, there's inn. mom, daughter, yeah. Chinese girl people. Uh, don't forget the door that's dressed. The door, the eyes. The eyes that have left the head. Yeah. And gone over to the counter or wherever it was. It's yeah. a thriving business. It's a lot of things. I, as an undercover cop, I too would be wondering, why are there doors here that are dressed and eyeballs leaving people's heads? I must find out with a bulge at my waist. There's, uh, well, you know, it's just, there's just a lot here. So, um, yeah, that is, that is the intro. We are brought into the world of Wally and the world of, of Stella and the world of Lola and the, the presumed tension. Yes. And the door. What's amazing is through all of that, I mean, we had just a, a whole shit pot of description there. Mm-hmm. That, and yet yes. I still feel like the scene has white wall syndrome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. I don't have any idea of what this room look, actually looks like. Right. I mean, like, through all of that, we just had like a giant 
info dump of description of what's going on. And I know nothing. And I know nothing. I know nothing. Wow. And, and, and it has... That's, wh- I mean, you have to be skilled at to, bad writing. Yeah, to avoid that. My favorite part about this, and the one that actually really catches me, um, is that... It does something that like drives me nuts, which is, I mean, there's a lot there, but in particularly, it does the thing where like we have tension implicit because we have exclamation points, right? Oh, and yeah. we have a reaction, a disproportionate reaction, right? Like a, a exceedingly, ma'am, can I have some food? What the? <laughs> what the nerve of that also part. you know Did you why see that guy Do you see anyone else in here eating food yeah, no yeah. get the fuck yeah. out <laughs> you do know you what? not see that did you not see the schedule on the door where our cooks are only here after hours <laughs> the reason she's pissed is because he said it with a period uh he actually had no punctuation oh that was that's even worse there was just that and then not even a comma no didn't even give us a comma no, there was nothing. <laughs> you know what? I, I I I omitted. I actually read that cleaner than it reads. Let me just. <laughs> yeah, I like. I I I I've cleaned it took a little effort. bit of that up. I could see that it took effort. I cleaned a little bit of that up. So well, yeah, it's, it's it's actually hard to read something out loud that is an absolute travesty. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, there's no reviews, unfortunately. Oh uh, well, you know, I give this ten out of ten cheeseburgers myself. <laughs> that should be the yeah. That the reason the reason for that is I give it three out of five inappropriate walruses. Yeah, yeah, inappropriate walruses. How we judge all. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I give it that rating is because I know that no matter what I write, no matter what my ineptitude is with writing right now, it will be infinitely better than what Grant <laughs> like, has you, just thrown into you, my ears. That is ridiculous. Well, you're able to you're able to achieve a, a higher a higher read readability by not having the description of dialogue also be in dialogue quotes. Like that's just not <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that's that that alone. That will alone will help your you. Flow. Yeah. Although I I have to say, go ahead. This is erotica, and so Good I'm pretty sure that the sense. author knows that anyone reading this is just skimming through all of this so they can get to the sex stuff. Pretty much. <laughs> that's just like, true. That's, this just, uh, no work was put into this at all. Like, no. I'm going to try and lay out something that kind of looks like, this has, this has all of the grace of the dude who shows up to fix the cable. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so who here yeah. ordered the pizza? And, oh, we all ordered the pizza. And I do have to say that, like, no one ever looks at that and goes, you know, I don't know. I don't know that that dialogue is believable. I really, <laughs> I really like. I look at him and I don't see a cable repair man. Right. Like I just don't see it. I but don't see him not, owning the role. I'm not sure that it's fair to be doing this kind of a critique, but it is funny. Well, it's, it's not amazing. fair to put that on readers' eyes. But Putting I, that in front of anybody's face and going, "We have something that you need to check out." Well, we are we are judging porn here. It's yeah, like trying to take like an Academy Award and be like, mm. "Okay, mm. there is a subreddit that says that's called Watch It for the Plot," and it's strictly devoted to porn that supposedly has a good storyline. So I am throwing that argument out the window. What? Throwing that out the window. You now, what, 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 what I learned out of what you just told me is that there is now officially a subreddit for everything. (laughs) Yes, there is. (laughs) We have, we have actually now had, Reddit has actually achieved every single, every single subreddit is now possibly, has like now been created. The the world is complete. Yeah. No, no, Reddit encompasses the world. But, so Reddit is now, watch it for the plot. Watch it for for the plot. Yeah. That's what it's called. So, well, because a lot of men, of course, that's why they're... They're there for that. Yeah, absolutely. 
So we've managed to cover uh, now. What's the name of this called? Uh, oh, I, let's not let's not burn and yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. My okay, because my fear was that somehow we were going to propagate this into being the next Fifty Shades of Grey publication that just blew up. So I'm yeah, glad we're, not, we're gonna, not naming that. No, well, and the thing is, we're while we're enjoying the interesting draft here, we are not gonna we're not gonna and throw it is a draft. No, no, we're not gonna. It's, we're it's not naming a, names. It's a draft. Oh, it's it's no. it should be a draft, but when you're asking people to pay money for it, yeah, it's two ninety nine. <laughs> so oh damn. So, well, I know, I know what three bucks I'm spending later. <laughs> I know. Speaking of, where what's 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 on next? Uh, let's take a look here. We've got um, we've got some things to uh, okay, to get through here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. Do you feel the joy and discomfort of others? Do social situations make you nervous? Do you feel like everyone else is a lot more comfortable than you in any given conversation? Well. Now the Awkward Silence Generator by Kanye will help bring everyone in the room to a grinding halt, letting you feel more at home as the party simply stares around nervously at one another. How does it work? During the party, simply secret the small Kanye speaker into a hidden cranny of the party. Then, use our recording amp to sample the voices of those present. The Awkward Silence Generator by Kanye will mimic those speech patterns and cause loud, wildly inappropriate comments to echo through the room in the voice of your friends. So that itch still hasn't gone away. Like that one time I drank my urine with crystal lemon. Watch as a perfectly polite party comes to a grinding halt as everyone attempts to deal with the ramifications of what's been said. Feel like the only one at the party who doesn't know what to say? Not with the ASG. Awkward silence generator by Kanye. So nobody else feels comfortable either. Welcome back to three. You fucking missed the count. I did not. <laughs> You're like, I did not. Three, two, and then you paused for like 20 seconds. Yes. What the fuck was because that? Because the commercials are very high energy, and now we've got to lower the tone a bit. Oh, you gee, guys well, are, that fucking worked. There's yeah. no tone to lower. <laughs> you want me to come back in and say, welcome to Three Unwise Men. <laughs> I would prefer we do none of that. Yeah, that okay. Be, Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, and now you want to try it again? No, no. We'll, just, we'll keep We've going. got a guest on the line listening to you fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. Do it live. And, uh, <laughs> we're going to do it live. And the guest in question is Karen Gussoff, uh, who's decided to uh, endure a half hour of pain with us. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a half hour of pain. If you are looking for anything Karen Gussoff-ish, you could start at spittenkitten.com. Karen, welcome. Spitkitten.com. Not spitten. It is. Well, you're, like you're going into the past tense. Yeah. I want to yeah. be real clear. This kitten is on the spit. <laughs> right. It's not spat kitten. It's not spat. It's spit. Well, I thought it was. Oh, wait, I thought it was. Wait, is this is this like a barbecue? Is that what you're trying to imply from? <laughs> like it's, a, or, it's on the spit. Well, that's I, that was look what the, I took away from look that. The graphic has it cat okay. like spit as in hocktui. Oh, oh. Well, let's ask Karen. Karen, how, how did you get? That's far less delicious. <laughs> how did you get spit kitten? What, what's the source nobody, of that? Nobody could, nobody could spell my name or remember it, really. Um, so I, I, way back in the AOL days, I was Whoa. trying to think of something. And I'm old, so I'm very, very old. Um, so I was trying to find, you know, a, a nickname that would be awesome that people could remember. So I thought, 
I don't know, Spitfire, because I'm old, and at the time that was cool, and they <laughs> didn't have it. So oh, it still is. Bottom. It still is. So then I tried something like Kitten seventy three or something, and they didn't have it. So. AOL had a generator that would take the things that you had entered in and attempt to suggest to you um, names that were available. Mm -hmm. And after, you know, the Spitfire 47972 and, you know, all that, um, it had put together Spit Kitten. I thought, that's awesome. Now I'm stuck <laughs> with it. It's like a metal band. So, yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, it does what I wanted it to do. People remember it. They can spell it. They Apparently, except me. Yeah, yeah. That, People, that I like how you say that. Earth <laughs> girl with, you know, then yeah. they go, oh, yeah, yeah, spit kitten. No, no, I mean, certainly this is the first time we've had a two-minute discussion about the name of someone's website. Yeah, true. this is very true. So, And so now that's that's out there. Since this we're, since since we're talking about the old AOL days, does this mean I can go on to, like, Angel Fire? Un and find oh. things under that name. Oh yeah, it's like GeoCities, Watch, <laughs> Girl, Watch, Athens, and then finally Light. I feel old because I'm picking up on this. Yeah, right. Well, I have a question. Yeah. Whatever happened to Lycos? Wasn't that the like? Didn't that have the commercials with like the Scotch dog that was like running around? Was that Lycos or Dogpile? <laughs> No, Lycos. I remember it because it made no fucking sense that it was Lycos. <laughs> I was like, what does this have anything? Why is a Scottish what? guy like running? Am I not alone in this commercial? Everyone trusts the Scottish, don't they? Doesn't When you think technology, don't you think Scotland? Yeah, is Scotland's the first place I go for my like searching. I'm like, if I want to index knowledge, where do I go? Oh, the Scottish. Scottish. Actually, I learned something totally random yesterday. Okay. Um, is, did you know Wales was the first completely digitized country? All of their broadcasts are completely digital. I actually so, did know that. Did you really? Did you? How did everybody Why know things? Why did you know that? Yeah. How did you know that? Because I'm a, I'm, my last name is Jones and I'm Welsh and I'm big into Wales. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Did you hear the implication there? That because his last name is, Wel is Welsh, all Welsh people just got given this knowledge, right? Like, <laughs> No, 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 no. Well, I'm Welsh, so of there's course actually, I know. There's actually a story behind why I present it that way. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, you so, so I didn't expect to get into this until much later in the year, but... Um, <laughs> you expected <laughs> to get into this? That's, At some point. Karen, did you ever expect when you started today yeah. that you were going to be learning this yeah. about... Well, I, I, okay. Yeah, I'm pleased, though. Go okay. for it. All right, here we are. Uh, so I'm seven years old, and my grandfather's sitting in our kitchen, and it's St. Patrick's Day. So it's a short story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try I'm trying to move along. Okay. Uh, and, I, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day, and I'm seven years old, so I'm wearing, you know, green fucking everything, green pants, sure, green, yeah. shirt, green shoes, whatever mm -hmm. the fuck, it's all green. Okay. And my grandfather, who is a Welsh immigrant, gestures me over. Mm-hmm. He says, boy, come here. Did he have Werther's original? Did he that like, learned you over? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I just, boy, come here. Okay. He looks at me and says, Now, your name is Jones, and Jones is a Welsh name. And Welshmen don't do one goddamn thing for Irishmen! Oh my god! <laughs> No wonder you were like, now I am going to learn everything about Wales. Right, yeah. I'm and so robot. since then, my name is Jones. I, I am Welsh. That's why I present it in that order. Dear <laughs> Lord. Okay, well, so, so I'm glad we got that one out of the way. I'm now terrified. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So, I figured that story would come up more around St. Patrick's Day than now, but, you know. Yeah, whatever. Hey, it's, you can always tout it out again. I think it's worthwhile. I, mean, <laughs> I think that story is really timeless if you think about it. It really is. Yeah. I, I haven't worn green on St. Patrick's Day since. It's always timeless. Speaking of really random facts, <clears throat> Karen has, has written uh, many stories. Yes. Many words have come from Karen. Yes. Oh. And in one of them, there is the sorting of baby chickens based on gender. Chicken sexing. Everybody loves the chicken sexing. Yeah, because the chicken sexing. Now, this is. I went to one of Karen's. I readings. can't believe. Okay, I, I just have to insert here that you actually just managed to successfully segue from my grandfather into a Karen story. This is why I'm here. For my grandfather was a chicken farmer, and I have heard chicken sexing <laughs> stories before. What? <laughs> The stars There's are magic. Go on. Then. Yeah, the stars are aligning today to hear Karen. How? How? This in... is like house fluid stuff. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Well, I did yeah. a dance. I sacrificed someone this morning. So, um... oh, oh, that's why it's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> Goat, lamb. Like, what are we talking? Oh, midget. Oh. Um, <laughs> the uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hold that one. <laughs> Karen, the uh, chicken sex scene. Let's let's learn about that. How about you walk us through the process? Walk us through chicken sexing. Yeah, they're still they're still trying to make it past midget. So go ahead. I don't know how I learned about chicken sexing, but chicken sexing is really interesting because apparently it's not really a skill that you can be taught. It's either a skill that you have or you don't have. And in the poultry industry, as particularly the egg industry. It's um it's not economically viable to waste resources on boy chickens that are going to do nothing for you. So there is a highly desirable and super well-paid subset of folks who have who are chicken sexers by career. Now, even though I said just sidebar here, even though I said that you can't learn it, you apparently just have the ability to look at the the tiny baby chicks rear ends and tell by their the shape of their quokka which is basically their their anuses if they're boys or girls there is a school in japan that people can go to if they think that they have chicken sexing ability and actually get further training and certification in chicken sexing which feels really random that it's in japan but anyway it actually um, makes I, more I, sense. Yeah, if, there's, if there's any place that you're going to incorporate chicken and sexting, it's going to be Japan. Japan. <laughs> well, you know, it's, 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 they have limited space. And apparently it's just one of those things that you have to try to see if you can do it. And Frog is still laughing. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, no. he's, it's not me. Grant sent me off over here. He just got away from the mic. I, yeah, I'm I'm on the ball. So. <laughs> sad because what they do is they sex these chickens and they put all the little boy chickens on a tray and then they get peeled off to become dog food most of the time. So when they're advertising blue buffalo on TV in the first, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> the first ingredient is real chicken. That's usually the source of the real chicken. Oh wow. Um, did you did you go and did you have you chicken sexted and whatever separated? Actually, there are websites that have photos of chick 
Walkers, and you can quiz yourself to see if I have no. Apparently, if I'm just doing it via photo, I have absolutely no aptitude to be a chicken sexer. But oh, really? um, yeah, but there's just something about the it's the instinct and just a fine pattern recognition. I don't think it's as mystical as they make it sound when in the literature about chicken sexing. But um, but I really like the idea that it was a skill that you were either good at or not good at, and and I wanted to build a sort of sociopathic, um, but a, a lovable sociopathic character that would something would kind of give shape to his sociopathy and his faith in his ability to chicken sex sort of drives his overconfidence and his own understanding about coincidence and um and and finding symbolic meaning in things so um so it was kind of a nice random fit but yeah i love that stuff i will collect those kind of facts and um and find use for them even if i have to <laughs> engineer a story for bend it around it yeah. yeah 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 um one of the things about the mystery that i'm um writing right now is you know, they say, and the trope is that the sleuth always has to be way cooler than everybody else. Oh, yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. So I'm giving her a type of synesthesia um, where she smells and um, and feels things at the same time. So smells have a texture, which I thought was oh. really one of the weirder forms of synesthesia. So I've been carrying is that, that a around. Thing? Is that a yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually... I can, so, like, you're like, baby, you smell so rough tonight. Is that... Yeah, like, smells do have textures, so... Really? Is, yeah, I can, I can see that. Really? Yeah. Really, you can? You, you can see that? You can see that smells have <laughs> textures. Okay. Pactosomia. Pactosomia synesthesia. So, like, yeah, so I've been carrying that around here, a perfect place to dump that in. What you missed, Karen, a second ago here... Was that frog when he said that? He looked like really thoughtful. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that." And it was like, "What? No, you can't. You, you just say it. There's no way you're like, you know. Upon reflection, I actually think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> really? Do you smell your terrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, the idea that a smell could be rough. Okay. We're, we're we're talking to right. a man who is essentially terrified into being Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Valid argument. Valid wow. argument. You've uh, you've you've <laughs> you've convinced me. <laughs> wow. So so smelling like what kind of textures? I'm intrigued by the smelling of the textures here. Because I I think of a lot of areas where that'd be really disadvantaged, right? So like, where like what kind of textures is your character smelling here? So you know you smell freshly ground coffee, and to her the smell she also has a tactile feeling. I mean she's she's not like squeezing the air like she's constantly like looking for cans to squeeze or something like mm-hmm. that, but. Um, oh really? So, yeah, the internet is an amazing place. Well, I just lost touch with this character entirely. <laughs> <laughs> I was with her right up until that. Until the no can squeezing. Yeah. No can. I didn't say there was no can squeezing. It's just she's not usually walking around, you know, groping the air. But um, people that have it essentially describe 
it is just when you have, when they smell something specific, they have a feeling in their hands as if they are touching a particular kind of, of texture or surface. So maybe coffee feels woolly or, um, Oh, so, so the so the, the smell is it Leather feels like so the um, smell isn't related to the actual object, right? It's like no, it could be necessarily. Hmm. You know what I wonder? I wonder if it's association. Like as a child, yeah. you're like you come across certain things in these weird combinations, and it triggers it. Because I know that like certain smells, I if I don't smell if I smell them like can, like distinctly with one thing for a long time, and then I like am not around it forever. But then I smell that. That, like, triggers that back, like, so strongly. Right. A sense memory. <laughs> yeah. Well, because uh, smell is the uh, sense that is most strongly associated with memories. Really? Yeah. 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 It's the yeah. longest lasting memory, yeah. too. Yeah. There's a certain uh, perfume smell that I smell, and I'm, like, suddenly, like, 19 again, right? And then it's, like, that girlfriend. You know, like, yeah. instantly, it's, like, I, that, that scent, you know? Well, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like how... You could associate cold with blue, I guess. What? Or you know how you have? Um, yeah. yeah. Really? Right. There yeah. was. How, is, how do you not associate cold with blue? Yeah. Well, is that because, because of the sky we, and the color yeah. and the, hot is red? Okay, but so yeah. there was this. There was this movie, and I can't remember you think what about it, it was. The blue flame is the hottest flame, outside of just white. Right. But, right, but uh, so there was a there was a movie. I can't remember. What it was, but this to derail this. Yeah, you're horribly derailing this. <laughs> Go ahead. This, uh, this. Uh, we have a running rule here, Karen, and that is that Raider actually doesn't matter that much. Yeah. <laughs> we don't listen to the cheeseburger guy. Here's, I the don't. Here's the thing. He's probably the most. Hurt. He, he like actually is like on the ball, and we're like <laughs> we're shades of moron over here, right? And so it's like we have to kind of like try. Oh crap! He said something intelligent quickly. Say, <laughs> something, say something dumb. Say something dumb. Quickly, tear it down. Tear it yeah, down. Tear exactly. It down. <laughs> well, I'm that gentleman yeah. friends is called cock blocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow! I, 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 <laughs> you, you guys, uh, you guys can continue. That's fine. No, I, no, I was, go I ahead. Gonna, you, no, sorry, no, you were just, no, no, exa- I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to start up on this again, <laughs> and within ten seconds, okay. ten seconds, and now you're going to wait fifteen. It's going to be oh, <laughs> you're getting somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. We 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 wouldn't want to cock block you. <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> The last thing, last thing I want to get is between your penis and the intended target. So <laughs> Rainer, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. There was a uh, the main character was showing a blind person what uh, colors felt like. So he was showing a hot potato was red. <laughs> lesser God, I think it was Children of a Lesser God, right? No, that's deaf people. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So it goes down in podcast history is mixing up. No, you're perfect. <laughs> Peter is actually counting down with his fingers. He was counting. The he's son like, of a bitch. Visually, like, shaking his fingers to when like, he's going to interrupt. Overemphasizing, like, he's moving his entire torso. As he's moving, he's like, said nine like it's that over embellished with his movements eight it's like, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at him like, you son of a bitch okay i i want to point out that what's awesome is that when i got down to one you two derailed <laughs> it's like you i didn't even have to do anything what are you the nostradamus of yeah karen did as well i'm like i'll throw karen under the bus karen did it <laughs> it's all her fault 
Speaking of derailing things, actually, I don't know yes. why I was with Karen, you used to also run the fan fetish show, did you not? Sorry. I, I did. Which community was that? Uh, Frog was too busy coughing. Uh, uh, in Norwescon. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it was the dirty show at, at Norwescon. She was the host, and it was mm-hmm. it was so glorious mm-hmm. when Karen was the host. I had a I had a period when I couldn't write, or I decided that I couldn't write. Um, I had two books come out really, really early when I was, um, you know, I, I, we already have illustrated how much of an idiot I was when I was younger. Um, so I had two books come out during my idiot phase, and <laughs> they didn't do very well. They had critical points. <laughs> I didn't know very much about how you sort of parlay that into a career. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I was going to do something else. And so um, so I actually stopped writing for a while and became a burlesque dancer and a, and a comedian and a performer. Seems legit. So mm-hmm. the, <laughs> it's natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so doing the Fanish Fetish show was kind of my last... Um, my last, I don't know, my last hold in that world. I'd, I'd started doing the show as a favor to somebody, to one of the programming folks way back in the day, because it was a show that had been popular and then had sort of, um, had sort of died. It was just, nobody went and nobody cared and it was just more people on leashes and we have enough of that and who cares? (laughs) She's not joking. (laughs) Like like you do. Well, I'm just, I'm just curious of the concept of enough people on leashes, really. What's the count for that? What's the, what's the official number? Well, it's like the only thing going on. Oh, okay. So you're looking at more like percentages of all the, of all the weird things that are happening. We have 33% of people on leashes. We needed to 28, 29%. Yeah, exactly. That's sort of the, um, so I started doing it. It was really fun. You know, it's basically was, I got to stand on stage and have people pay attention to me, which I really like. And, um, and, and so that was fun, but it was sort of at the point where I was writing again. And so I was retiring from burlesque. So it was sort of this weird, awkward, phase where I was both appearing at cons as a pro writer and then getting up in, you know, in fetish gear and doing this stuff, which um, was actually the first, it was the reason that I had my, my, I'm now slightly, if any editors know my name, it's probably less likely for my actual writing and more for the fact that I somehow always humiliate myself entirely in front of them or I manage to entirely humiliate them without knowing that that's what I'm doing and that was the the first of um of my count of pro editors whom I whom I humiliated was because I was both at the con as a pro and then I had this night where I was dressed like um like an anime schoolgirl. so that was good. Go was- on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was, am I the only one that wanted more of that? That was, that was you. That was oh, all you. shit. I mean, yeah. awkward. Go ahead. Yeah. So the previous editor of um, the magazine of fantasy and science fiction is a very nice man named Gordon Van Gelter. Oh, I've met him several times. He Gordon seems, Van- he seems kind of shy. Is- he, he is shy. He is very shy. He's very nice. He's very reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Fanish Betta show, um, the last one that I did, happened to fall on the same night 
as the Philip K. Dick Awards mm-hmm. at And so Leslie Howell, who um, some people may know as the previous um, administrator for Clarion West, mm-hmm. she knows everybody, everybody, everybody. And she's a connector. She wants everybody to meet everybody. She'd never seen me in anything besides sweatpants because she only knew me in my writer. No, your writer. Is is that your writer garb? The writer garb. Yes. Um, I wear sweatpants a lot when I'm writing. So so she was really excited to see me dressed up. So she made me promise that um, when, you know, when the show was over and the PKD awards were over, would I come down in costume and just, you know, pop over and show her because she couldn't attend the show. She had to be at the awards. So I said, sure, sure, sure. So I go sneaking down. The awards are over. People are sort of picking up. Leslie's still there. So I walk in, I'm wearing super platform Mary Janes and um, thigh highs that were, you know, like uh, they were like knee high socks, mm-hmm. but they were thigh highs and a super short skirt and I'm corseted and, and I'm, I'm a larger girl. Um, you know, I clean up well, but I, being a larger girl, I'm also gifted up top. So corseted, my boobs are under my chin mm-hmm. and so I've got boobs under my chin, a ton of makeup, all this stuff. Leslie's just, oh, this is wonderful, blah, blah, blah. You're so adorable. Ha, ha, ha. Gordon Van Gelder comes back in because he has forgotten something at his table. Mm-hmm. Leslie goes, Gordon, come here. Do you know Karen Gussoff? She just <laughs> <laughs> really amazing, and you need to know her because she's a star to watch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, not really putting together somehow that you know maybe this was not my moment to meet him. Well, this is um, your mo- th- 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 this, this is, is absolutely your, your moment. Yeah, to meet I don't him. know. This, <laughs> one could argue you could meet him in better circumstances. But right. go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, so Leslie uh, Leslie also has a very different um, idea of personal space than most people. So she manages to somehow smush Gordon and I together. And Gordon's, Gordon's not a very tall guy. <laughs> And so um, I'm wearing platform. So Gordon is direct. I mean, he is nose and cleavage height. And <laughs> three inches apart being held in that position by Leslie, who is raving about me and talking about Gordon. And so Gordon, bless his heart, you know, he's, he's trying really hard to look, look me in the eyes. Oh, yeah. He reaches out his hand as best as he can to shake it. And he goes, oh, you know, have you submitted anything? And I said, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you just sent me a lovely, a lovely rejection. He's like, okay, excellent. So, it, you know, he, were, he we're, we're done. So Leslie lets us go and we leave. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. I see Gordon later. I, you know, I'm showered back in sweatpants. He is not, just, he, he waves at me and then darts, which he has done ever <laughs> <laughs> I make yeah. Anyway, but the the part that I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe that that's fine. You know, he a little overwhelming, whatever. It's fine. Um, two years later, I finally met John Joseph Adams, who mm. had been working with Gordon as his assistant editor for years and years and years. And um, so I start to tell you know JJ, and he's like, why do I know your name? You've submitted, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, no, there's something else. <laughs> and so. I said, <laughs> He goes, you're the titty lady. <laughs> wow. So apparently from that from that point on, after that moment where Gordon and I had that very awkward, Gordon would just hand off my work. Like 
he was so embarrassed he couldn't even read my story. <laughs> they would immediately get handed off to any to the readers, or they would make it up to John. You know, and so, that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Con just you know a few weeks ago saw Gordon a few places. Um, you know, Cat Rambo's my best friend made it into one of the super exclusive parties with David Gerald and. Oh God! Everybody, Larry Niven and Joe Haldeman. I mean, if there had been a bomb, we would have taken out three quarters of you know classic sci-fi. Um, <laughs> saw Gordon, waved at me, and ran. I mean, he ran to the point where David was like, "Is Gordon okay? Does he have diarrhea?" And which is a sort of a David joke. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was like, "No, no. I mean, I'm sure. I, I'm sure he had just places to go." <laughs> <laughs> So she's that memorable, right? Years later. Well, I mean, yeah, I've systematically done something similar. Um, not quite as as great as that, but to almost every pro editor out there. That's true. I think Sheila Williams is the only one that I haven't managed to like thrust into your cleavage. <laughs> you, or talk about diarrhea to. I mean, oh long time. yeah. You should honestly I, get I said, tattoos for each one. Oh god, it's awful. Like I'm forever. <laughs> like, like you know, like painting the the to Ellen Datlow because I, the first time I met Ellen Ellen Datlow, she sort of entered into a conversation I was having with somebody else about diarrhea. So, yeah. <laughs> what? So, Karen is the queen of random things that's happened to yes. cause for, um, for me. She's also the uh, Karen also created the name for a gaming group that I've never actually managed to get together once. Awesome, but it's a fantastic name. Do you remember what it is, Karen? It was it was it was wonderful, but now I can't remember. It's like Mister Fantastic's Phantasmagorical. We made it really steampunk, but yeah, stupid. We did well. So the we had no. You're absolutely right because we had a game with uh, a couple of people where um like you had to dare someone to do something at a party. We were at the uh, Evil Girl Media launch party uh, like two years ago or whatever, and um we would uh. It, we would you had to charge someone to do something else socially, and then if they did that thing, then they could tell someone else, and it was this round robin of of whatever. So for wrong, uh, yeah. <laughs> so for the duration of this party, I had to introduce myself as Dick Hardwood. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> Professor Hardwood. Professor Hardwood, yeah, and so that that named part of the group, and uh, it was um, it's memorable. I think I killed it because you guys were always afraid I was going to take it too far. Like I was going to dare somebody, like go punch a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> go punch a dolphin. Were there dolphins convenient? Oh, there's always dolphins. I don't know. Are you? Yeah, this dolphins. is Norwestcon. Someone's dressed up as a dolphin. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so someone dressed up as a dolphin would count. I would just take it too far, though. Yeah, that's true. Who's the person that takes it too far? No, we had. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, God. Well, is, we didn't. Well, you know, actually, given that you took my wife hostage, <laughs> it's true you did. I was what I happened was a with that? Woman. I was desperate. He was winning. We had this awesome. It was really fun. That, that was, was one of the best panels I've ever been on. That was a lot of fun. It was like a game show for um, where we were all representing a subgenre. So you were representing cyberpunk, right? Cyberpunk for um, life. 
For life. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still winning. Nick Mamatas was was representing horror, and you know, and so I was representing apocalyptic fiction, post-apocalyptic fiction, and I was really like super enamored with my own wit. Like I was. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you were pretty witty. Like I just didn't win any points, and so it was the last. It, it was the thank you. By the way, thank you. Um, <laughs> it was the last round, and we had to make a skit. And that was, you know, in, it, it was indicative of our, of our genre. And so I, I, and we, we had to do first, this by recruiting people from the audience. And I recruited one guy that looked like he was having no fun. And he voluntarily, he like all of a sudden came to life. He like put his hair in a ponytail on top of his head and taped a Reese's wrapper to his eye, like an eye patch. I was so impressed. At, wow. It was, he just came to life. He totally spent the entire panel looking like he was really bored. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I, you know, was like, are you into this? And he was like, yes. And then <laughs> <laughs> he was just um, holding it in. But Frog's wife was in the audience, and hilariously enough, she wasn't rooting for Frog. <laughs> that, would you, would Surprise. you, would you? <laughs> no, she, she was, she was given all her support behind Kay. Oh well, Kay Thornbrew, yeah. who we had in episode three. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. doing urban fantasy, and um, so in a desperate move, you know what? What is the perfect trope for post-apocalyptic fiction? We rode up on motorcycles and stole the girl to hold her hostage for for resources, but the only thing that Frog had to offer us was points. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm holding his wife hostage for points. The the even better part, though, was that he decided he wanted the point. <laughs> About to say, yeah, I was like, no, he's well, the, frog. I was like, I know where this is going. Here's the problem is I was repping cyberpunk. Sure. And so in cyberpunk, when the girl gets taken hostage, you're like, eh, yeah, where's the money? Sure. Yeah, 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 that's great. But this, is, so this is a replenishable resource right. in cyberpunk. And suddenly we have I'll just build a new one. We have everybody's personalities illustrated properly just through this panel alone. Right. What a surprise. It was it was actually pretty amazing. So, Karen, you've managed to endure a half hour of us, which is a that's a pretty tall order. Uh, did you enjoy yourself? Did you enjoy the interview? I did, but you know, you also just have to like remember the source here. I just I represented post-apocalyptic fiction, so my idea of maybe different than <laughs> <laughs> like that's how low the bar is it's like, so i want to just say c- compared to the wasteland your guys' podcast all right yeah <laughs> well done between you and a t.s Eliot poem <laughs> yeah no this was a lot of fun thank you so much you yeah. guys for inviting no it was absolutely awesome having you on here uh went really well Karen Gussoff, everybody, spitkitten.com. We will be uh, leading on here into other wonderful things like music and such. On the next episode of Three Unwise Men. It's an earthen pot. Right, like earthen. Earthen. <laughs> what the fuck is... <laughs> what? This is what like, some woman carries on her head in the middle of Africa? <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like the ceramic.